When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. This is the Sunderland versus Cardiff City live preview. Let's talk some championship football. I apologise there. I got a bit uh, distracted because I had about three shows going on in my ears for all of a sudden. It's all a bit confusing. Um, but we're going to have a good in-depth in look at Sunderland versus Cardiff for tomorrow. And uh, we'll probably have a little look at the, fi- at the fixtures, the results that went on today. Just have a good old chat this Saturday night. It's a bit of an unusual time slot, but a uh, bit of a change, isn't it? bit of a change, like. Uh, I am absolutely exhausted and uh, in pain and everything which goes with it. So you'll have to bear with me if I get a bit kerfuffled. But uh, we're good. Can't believe Everton won a game of football. Wow, wow, wow. Wonders never cease, as they say. It's a funny game. But... Um, yeah, big game tomorrow, Sunderland versus uh, Cardiff City. I'll tell you what, let's start actually by looking at that uh, that championship table and whatnot. Leicester uh, looking really strong. Them and Ipswich both on 21 points. Preston dropped points today, so they've dropped down to third. But those are like that top four, Sunderland included. Although Sunderland are a little bit behind, are kind of really setting the pace. But I'll tell you what. The way Cardiff have played all season, particularly in the last four games, but I think um, particularly the like the last two games especially, but like last, I think every game except that QPR game, we've been very very good, and I think if Cardiff can get a win tomorrow, they'll go up to sixth and in the playoffs. And I look, I there is no prob no reason why Cardiff cannot go on a run now and be right up there with the rest of the teams. They're Obviously, they're 10 points behind the two teams at the top. I think that's quite a gap. But in this league, that can be like just a few results. But most importantly, kind of just got to keep getting these wins because what we want is we want to not have any hint of relegation. And we're on the right trail. So um, I guess it comes down to whether we can just keep that form going. What can the manager come up with in terms of uh, tactically? Because I think... um, like if we look at Sunderland, they got one or two like really, really top players for this level. But what they have got is they got they haven't really got like any superstars in there or like traditional championship superstars. But what they've got is a really good team. They got a good manager, and 
they are they've got momentum they were really good last year very started this season all right and then they've picking it up like so Sunderland um hosting Cardiff City looking to get their fourth win in a row um Sunderland they set fourth in the league they're a little bit off the top three but not too far you know a couple more wins and they'd be they'd be up there um it's really weird so I was reading that like there was a a kind of big push in certain areas of Sunderland uh like the northeast newspapers some fan forums and stuff like that to get rid of Tony Mowbray in the summer, which is is wild to me. Like they came up from League One, they had a really good thing in the championship, only just missed out on playoffs and things like this. Um, and but then they got off to a bad start, and I guess I bet he was thinking, "Oh, here we go." But he turned around, and um, like if you look at the two teams they lost to. They lost to Preston and Ipswich, who were second and third. And that top three is really solid. Like, they've been ahead of everyone else. Um, so, similar to Cardiff, they had a difficult start, whereas Cardiff was a bit more spread out. But they've recovered from that. They've got 13 from the last 15 points, Sunderland, in the top four. They are, like I said, they are a bit off. If they win, they'll be up to 16. So, just four off. They have been... Very, very good. And one thing they do really, really well is they play well as a team, but they've scored 11 goals in their last three out three outings against Southampton, Queen's Park Rangers and Blackburn. Like that's three big, big teams. Traditional footballing team in terms of Southampton, QPR, Blackburn. You know, this championship stalwarts, not easy to beat. And Sunderland pretty much steamrolled all three. So we have to be aware that, yes, we're in good form. Yes, Cardiff are doing well. But you ain't going to just go there and outplay them and, and steamroller them if you're not on it. You've got to really... Cardiff got to be on it. Tactically, physically, mentally, everything's got to be on point tomorrow or we'll get unstuck. Um, <clears throat> the Cardiff squad looks capable of doing some stuff. I really do think that. I truly believe that even if we don't bring in Kiefer Moore in January, like I think we might on loan, I still believe this squad is capable of being there or thereabouts in the championship playoffs come the end of the season. Certainly a top 10 finish. Um, I'll come back to Cardiff in a little bit, little bit. Um, have a look at some of the team news for, in terms of Sunderland. Um, Tony Mowbray probably will not make too many changes from the starting lineup versus Blackburn because they've been playing well. They've had a good season. Um, although uh, Mason Burstow, who's on loan from Chelsea, very highly rated, very, very good footballer, good, good player, uh, hasn't quite got going yet. But I think this time, Patrick Roberts is another option. Might come back in the team. Um, but it'd be interesting if he goes for like a, a recognised number nine or if someone like a false nine. One player I think Cardiff do need to watch who maybe isn't necessarily the first name on everyone's lips. He might not start. It's Bradley Dak. Been good for him off the bench in recent times. So I think the Sunderland lineup will probably be something like Patterson Hume 09, who I really like. I don't know if I see pronounce his name. But uh, captain signed a new contract. Really like him. He's a player. Um, Ballard, Huggins, 
Barr, Joby Bellingham, uh, Neil Pritchard, Jack Clark, and then Burstow up front, probably. Maybe Patrick Roberts. The, the danger men for me, in terms of who is going to provide and create for Sunderland, is Jack Clark is on fire at the moment. But Bell, uh, Joby Bellingham, people write him off because he's Jude Bellingham's brother. He's not as good as him, mate. Let me tell you something. This kid, and he is a kid still. He is a player, and uh, it, what I think it was a really astute move by his family, his advisors, him to go to Sunderland and not make that jump too soon. He's playing in a team which is full of young footballers, good manager, well backed, but it's a big club as well, so it's preparing him to keep going. He's a really good footballer, and uh, I've been really impressed with him this year. He's very clever, uses the ball, rarely, rarely wastes it. Um, so I think that's how they'll set up. Maybe Patrick Roberts comes in instead of Burstow. Um, I don't think Bradley Dack will start, although he did do well after coming on the other day. So um, it's going to be interesting. But uh, Cardiff will be interesting, like tact uh, tactically, and the lineup they go with, which I'll talk about that in a bit. But like, Tactically, I wonder whether, the, again, the manager will come up with a, a way to try and combat the way Sunderland play. Um, a lot of Sunderland's dangerous players are kind of down the spine. You know, Jack Clark, Bellingham, 09. Like, these are all really good footballers, but they're down the spine of the team. So whether he'll revert to that tactic, which he used the other day, of trying to overload the middle and utilise the wide areas for Cardiff, which I don't think is the worst idea. Will will he do that, or will he try and you know worry more about Cardiff's Cardiff's what we can do? I don't think so. I think um, Balu will set up to try and make us very difficult to break down, and then try and get Sunderland on the break. Quite similar to how he played at Leicester and Leeds, but in the Leicester game particularly, we actually controlled the ball really well, played quite well in in spells. I think. The blueprint for it on the ball should be the Swansea game. Uh, on the ball, Cardiff City kept the ball really well, didn't panic, very calm, moved it about a bit, tried to draw on Swansea's press. And I think that's a good way to play away from home is don't be in a rush to just blast it forward. Play, you know, the reason we've got these defenders and midfielders who can are comfortable on the ball and play on the ball is because we want to play out from the back. So so you need to do that. Try and draw. You've got to be you've got to be brave and you've got to try and draw what Sunderland. Sunderland they're gonna press. Sunderland they're gonna be high tempo. They're gonna try and take it off us. So we have to try and find a way to deal with that, you know, and 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 get past that. So to me, that's the kind of blueprint on the ball. Um off the ball, your winger's got to tuck in. You've got to make it a, a you know like a four or five one so they'll be difficult to break down it's going to be interesting you know because i like i like i, I like blue so far i like the kind of manager i think he's got a plan in him and so far generally speaking his plans have worked most of the time um so it's interesting, right? Because some I've seen a lot of 
journalists saying Cardiff were not overly convincing against Coventry and, and uh, Swansea. But actually, I disagree. I thought the Coventry game was two kind of, not sloppy goals, but got avoidable goals, should we say. And I think Coventry game, if we had won 3-0, 3-1, I thought we deserved that absolutely and wholly. It was never a 3-2 game. Um, whereas then the Swansea game is, is a derby game and stuff like that. So you're kind of trying to deal with the atmosphere and the rest of it. I thought on the ball, we were pretty good. And I thought, ultimately, Cardiff deserved six points from that. But they also deserved something out of the Leicester game. They deserved to beat Leeds. We have been unlucky. Commentary, I think, was yeah, tired mind, tired legs, like Reese just said there. And I think it just comes down to, actually, those those journalists are wrong. Cardiff did deserve those six points. They were pretty convincing. Both games were pretty one-sided even though the score lines maybe didn't project that. And the if Cardiff played the way they have all season, they set that QPR game, then they'll have a good chance of pinching something. So Cardiff look like they've like I said earlier, they look like they've got a squad which is capable of of launching a playoff bid, top ten Maybe we're one or two off, really, really pushing in. But we, we've we got to cut out these late goals. So do you say the goal against second goal against Coventry, was that tired minds, tired legs, or is that the continuation of a pattern? I don't know. I thought it was a little bit fortunate. Um, we look kind of like a threat all the time going forward. We've got wide players who are, are quick, direct. We've got a number 10 who's the best in the league. We've got a backup number 10 who's young and hungry. We've got players to come off the bench who can change games. We've got a midfield kind of two or three who can play deep and, and do the things that we need to do. We can play out from the back. It's really, really quite an interesting little thing. So I think the initial thought, right, the initial thought is, well, Joe Rawls is going to drop out. Ramsey's going to come back in. And we're going to kind of go Wintle, uh, Wintle, Sarpis, Ramsey, blah, blah. As I said, manager's got a plan. Manager's always got a plan. The danger men for me, Jack Clark, Bellingham. Bellingham's going to play that little bit deeper. Um, Jack Clark will be in the sort of number 10 position. So how do you combat that? Well, so first and foremost, I think the back five pretty much picks itself at the moment. I feel for Panzo who's come in from uh, from Forest because I think the plan was probably to get him in sooner than later. But McGuinness has been outstanding, and since they swap sides, Gutas looks much, 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 much more comfortable. So Panzo's going to have to bide his time. His time will come. You know, it's a long, long season. There's EFL games coming up. So he'll have time. He's just got to be patient. So I think the back five picks itself. It's going to be Anwick again. Outstanding season so far. I believe he's from the Northeast as well. So it's going to be a big, big game for him. Sure, he'll have, you know, family and friends in and around the stadium. So hopefully he can continue his good form. 
and then you'll have NG and Collins either side of the you know on the fullbacks. Um, Jamalu Collins last two games has been outstanding, and I think those of us who are saying just give him a bit of time to you know just to get back after his injury, but you know even I said was it before the Swansea game after the international break I said is this the game just to give him a little rest, but no it was the right decision to keep him in, and then build on it that 50 50 was what he needed um you know we got efl cup versus blackburn as well in the week so i think a lot of them will get a chance for that we'll talk about that in a bit so you've got ng guas mcginnis collins i think that picks itself then this is where i think maybe maybe um blue comes up with a plan so let me float something by you. I think there's a chance instead of playing the four-two-three-one, there's a chance we might go with a kind of four. I don't know, four-three, and then a bit of a mixture. Four-three-one-two is what I think it'll be. And I'm guessing. Let's be honest. Just guessing that what Baloo's plan might be. So I think he might go with Wintle. Psyop is deepest, then Wintle and Rawls. Then I think he might go Ramsey. And then I think he might go with um, Mete and Grant, probably. I think there's a few players who will be a bit unlucky to drop out with that. I think Ugbo would be unlucky not to start. And I think Tanner would be unlucky not to start. I think both had really good games in the last week. But there's a reason why I think I think he'll try and use the fullbacks to break. Syopis will drop in to cover them. You've got Rawls and Wintle to kind of control the midfield, get in and around Jack Clark and uh, Bellingham. Ramsey to have a bit of a free roll. Mate will be a bit more central. And then what Grant will do is him and Ramsey will play off him. Ramsey will drop into the space in more of a tra- traditional number 10. And Grant will try and get down the channels and in behind but he'll be in and out he'll he'll maybe start as like in a more central area and then go in and out in in the channels and kind of try and work it like that i think i think that's how they may try and combat the set Sunderland's strength in the middle of the pitch and then when they when we lose the ball ramsey will drop in centrally grant will drop in on one side and they'll be four five one again Maybe. Um, so that's one plan I think the manager might come up with. The other one is just Wintel Syopis as a two, Ramsey 10, Grant, and then Tanner or Mete. Uh, I'd actually, I think, I would go with Mete and Grant, I think, as the wide players. And that's not because I think Tanner deserves to be dropped. It's because I've been quite impressed with Mete's work rate, but also is output in terms of chance creation and shots and stuff like i've just been very impressed with him um the last sort of game and a half i think he's been really good um goal to manchester united could you guess who scored johnny evans unbelievable couldn't write this shit could you um so like I've been impressed with Mate, and I think Mate on the break, particularly, 
has got a little bit more pace than Ugbo. So, unfortunately, if it was me, I'd play Mate through the middle as the number nine, and I would play Tanner and Grant as the wingers. Oh, Vars checking it, apparently. Um, so, like, yeah, that's I, I would go with that, but I'm not trying to... I'm trying to guess what I think the manager will do. So, if I was picking, I'd go Mate or Robinson. It's probably Mate through the middle, and I would go Ramsey, I'd go Tanner, and I would go Grant. Because Tanner and Grant will slot in and do the defensive work, but can also be direct and really do some damage on the counter-attack. We've got to be, kind of say you've got to be clinical on the counter-attack. They've got to, when they transition, when they win the ball in midfield, they've got to transition quickly to the wide players, to the strikers in behind, and they have to take their chances. I don't think that Cardiff will have, you know, 10 shots on goal, etc. I think it's going to be like one, two, three, four, whatever. It's not going to be many. And I think um, disallowed goal. It's funny. So, yeah. Um, I think Cardiff will need to be clinical in the way they go about their business when they get the chances. Um, let's have a look at some of the comments. Um, in terms of the late goals, Reese says, hard to judge. If it was a normal league game last Saturday and we conceded those two, two goals, um, I'd say silly mistakes. But the derby is something else, and the emotions would be high. So I say tiredness. Um, he says also says can see with the Blackburn game in the Cup Tuesday. Panzo, Runnison, Adams, Ruben Corwell, Robinson all start midweek. Yeah, and that's why I think he might stick with the. You know, he won't change it too much. So like the likes of Mate, I think Robinson will stay, keep coming off the bench. Um. Reese says, personally, I think we have the players to go out there and just play our natural game, force them to change their style to counter us. It's risky, mate. It's risky to do that in a... We know the championship, anyone could beat anyone. Sunderland are in form. It's a big ground. It's going to be a big atmosphere. If you just go there without a plan defensively and tactically, I think you can cut unstuck. But that's not to say, like I said, what I would do, I would go with Mate up front. I would go with Grant and Tanner as my wingers, Ramsey at 10, Siopis and Wintle. And I would, to a certain extent, do what you're saying, but I would do it in a way that off the ball, we're defensively solid. And then on the ball, we can hit them at real pace. And I think that's going to be the key is when you try, when you win the ball, got to be able to transition from winning the ball to chances very, very quickly. But then also, when you get those chances, you've got to take them. Ramsey has been in absolutely scintillating form. One thing I will say about Aaron Ramsey, right, is that if he's not fit, don't start him. If he, if that, if the thigh injury is anywhere near an actual injury, then don't start him. I know that's easy to say, but we've got a long season ahead. The players who've stepped in, there's other players who are in good form at the moment. So I don't think you need to risk Ramsey. If we, you know, he was just because he can't play two games in a week and he was a bit stiff, 
great, fine, play him, let's go. If he's actually carrying a thigh strain and it's not fully recovered, put him on the bench. It's, it's okay. We can deal without Aaron if we have to for a game or two. What we can't and don't want is to have to just have to like deal with him without him for six months or six weeks or whatever. Like there's, you know, there's something in that. Like look, gotta think for the season, not just for to, not just for Saturday or Sunday as it is. Um, I'd really like to see what kind of what Baloo comes up with. I, I, I'm really fascinated by it because. Changing tactics is not always a negative thing. Because, like I said, with that plan of the 4 3 1 2 or 4 3 2 1, um, he's played a similar system before in the I think it was the I think it was the EFL Cup where he played um I think it was Ugbo and he or it might have been Mater. He played one of them and he played Ramsey uh, or Cor- no, he played Corwell and someone else as like two number 10s almost. Um, and I think it can work. I think it's quite an interesting little thing because Carlin Grant has looked really good the last couple of games. You know he's going to work hard. So if you have him and Ramsey as almost like two number 10s behind Mate on the ball, I think that can be really interesting for Cardiff. Um, let me see if I can find the game where they lined up in that way. It was one of those things. I wouldn't be devastated either. I think it's a big game, so I doubt... Like, it's a big away game. So I don't think they would play Ruben Corwell from the start. I wouldn't be devastated, though, if he started. If Ramsey's carrying an in- injury, would not be whatsoever, you know, disappointed by that. Um, just trying to see which game it was. I know they've definitely done it since the season started. Played with two tens behind someone hmm I'll find it in a minute um wasn't but guys I'm interested in what you think and how you think it all kind of go uh, how we'll line up how we'll try and combat Sunderland how we'll also then try and in, in implement our own game so against Birmingham in the EF, EFL Cup he played a Five three two or a three five two, so he utilised Grant and Tanner as wingers. I think that's another potential, potential way to overload the middle, but also have some serious legs on the outside. I actually prefer this to the initial, the first plan I said about the two tens with three in midfield. I really, really like this. So you could have, you could go with Gutas. McGuinness and NG, because I do really like NG in a free. But you could also put Panzo in there, I guess. And then have Tanner and Grant as your wing backs. Both got the legs, the energy, the work rate to do it. And then you can have uh Wintel, Syopis, Rawls, and then you have Ramsey off Ugbo or Mete. I think I like that to a certain degree. But I don't think we need to change too much. I agree with what you're saying recent comments about like you don't 
we should try and let them force to change for us. I agree to a certain extent. I think don't try and get too coy with the tactics. Let's be, you know, don't try and be too clever. Let's don't break what's not, don't, don't fix what's not broken. You know, we're, we've done really, really well. The players know the system. It suits the players we've got. We can still overload the midfield and the central, not even the midfield, the central areas to cause problems for their danger players and utilise the wings without a big change of system and stuff like this. And I guess, do you know what? It all comes down to how much they've worked on different systems in training since he's come in. If they've worked constantly every week on 4-3-3, and stuff like this, they've done that constantly and they can switch seamlessly then that's different because I tell you something, we've looked much more comfortable playing free at the back the couple of times I've seen it this year than we ever did last year. Last year, every time we tried to play three at the back, even though on paper it looked like a good idea, we never quite clicked. We never quite got it going. Whereas this year I've been quite quite impressed with how we've gone about it. Sunderland's going to be difficult. Um, they came back to beat... QPR, they put five on Southampton and they also comfortably beat Blackburn. Jack Clark was excellent against Blackburn. He absolutely was, um, he caused them all sorts of problems. So United have got to be really, really careful. Uh, sorry, United, just because it's just flustered on the screen. Cardiff have got to be really, really careful in, don't get too carried away. Everyone's got to do their jobs. Everyone's got to take responsibility off the ball. When we lose the ball, you've got to, the winger's got to slot in and become a five. You've got to make, we have to be very difficult to break down. Don't get lazy because we won a couple of games. Don't get, you know, oh, so-and-so will do it or someone else will do it. You've got to really, they got to dig in. Um, what, who would you play number nine? Like, out and make, would you go Mate or would you go Ugbo? I think he seems to have played Mate more in the away games as the nine. Um, as long as it's not a Tete, I'll be happy because me and a Tete got issues at the moment. Um, I don't like some of the stuff I'm seeing, but what a finish. What a finish against Coventry. Fair play to the boy. What a great finish that was. I'd like to see us really Mate. Well, let me tell you something, right? If Cardiff City go and beat Sunderland at Sunderland, then we are really, really going to be cooking. To go from international break, a good, solid start to the season, but without getting the results, to then come out of that and beat Swansea comfortably, Coventry comfortably, and then go away to Sunderland and get three points, that would be sensational. Um Reese says, Mate seems to be doing well, come off the right. Personally, I'd love to see Robertson start at number nine. I'm not sure if he's fit enough to start yet. So, yeah, as I've said many times, mate, as you know, that in my opinion, Robertson's the best finisher at the club and he absolutely has to 
by the time like when he's fit he should be the number nine his link up plays good he can get in behind he works hard he presses everything which we're looking for in our system and he's also a good finisher he would be my choice for number nine once fit uh, i don't think he's fit enough to start i also don't think at this point baloo will start with a kind of that that kind of profile number nine i think he's looking more for a like a target man someone who can link up play hold up play uh, like an ugbo maybe a mate um i think i'd go with Ugbo. i was really impressed by ugbo um the last couple of games i thought particularly against coventry not so much against swansea but against swansea as well i thought there was a real marked improvement in his link up play he dropped deep. He played a couple of lovely little balls inside the fullback to um, to Carl and Grant. I think one of them ended up being offside, but he just dropped in. Good first touch, and then a little turn around the corner for Grant. But then there was another one where he dropped in, little tur- uh, little knockback to Aaron Ramsey, and he just uh, knocked it in behind the Swansea defence. Like I really believe that Ugbo has got a bit of potential. And I think we're starting to see him settle. He's already shown that he's got a little bit of a knack to be in the right time at the right place for the scrappy goals. But it was whether we could sacrifice his linker play. But now he's starting to show that he can do a bit of that. And he works hard. Like the difference between him and uh, Atete is really massive in terms of as soon as Atete comes on, Cardiff go along. Is that because Meth? Uh, is that because Atete doesn't come in and want the ball to fit? And so they've got to just lump it up to him. But it affects the team drastically whenever Atete comes off the bench. We drop so deep, we go really direct, and it becomes a bit of a slog and a bit of a struggle. Whereas we've done the best, Cardiff have been at their best against all teams Leicester, Leeds, the rest of them, all of them. Cardiff have been at their best when they have played their game. Kept the ball, pass, move, try and draw on the press from the, your opponents and then play through them. That's when we've been at our best. Um, Matthew says, if you go with Ugbo with Robinson to replace him around 60 minutes, depending on how the game's going, I sometimes think if you've got someone who's not fully fit, would it be better to start him? Yeah, I can see the logic to that, mate. I think one of the things with it is um, I actually think that I think the manager at this time, and it might change as if the team keeps developing and keeps doing well, and the the, the more we grow into his system and the more we start to control games and play well and play on the ball and like you know get that passing and moving and and everything which goes with it going then i think he might fancy a, a like a robinson type of profile but i think at the moment where we're still getting to grips with his system we're still just sort of growing into how he wants to play i think that's why i think he just will go with that more traditional style of number 9 but I don't think that's the long-term plan necessarily. 
unless it's like a Kiefer Moore, then I think that's different because you know Kiefer Moore is a, a Premier League proven player. Um, but we got some tremendous players to come off the bench. The, the the options for the manager, as we currently stand, is such a refreshing change to 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 have these options to change games. You know. So what is better? Is it better if you've got a player who's coming back from an injury or is not quite fit? Give him an hour, let him empty the tank, so to speak, as Matthew puts it, and then bring someone in? Or do you just give him half hour at the end of the game or 10 minutes and build him up that way? I'm not sure, mate. Um, I guess the one thing would be the start of games are a lot more intense, a lot quicker. So perhaps that's the thinking. Particularly with someone like Robinson. Um, like he can do more damage as well with tired players, with his pace and his pressing. Like Robinson, I really like him. We haven't seen the best of him in a Cardiff City shirt yet either. I think we've seen glimpses, but we haven't seen the very best of him. And I think as the game, as he gets fitter now, where if we can, when we get him up to full tilt this year, I think we'll see the best of of Callum Robinson because I think when he gets up to full full tilt this year, we've now got a manager and a team who plays the, in a way that's going to suit uh, Robinson, getting in behind, pressing team, actually playing football, not just lumping it up, being really direct. So I'm kind of really happy to see that. I was watching the Swansea and the commentary games, guys, and I was just like, what am I watching? Like, this is so refreshing as a Cardiff City fan. After so many years of Mick McCarthy and Neil Harris and, and Neil Warnock, like this just drab, painful at times football. Like, to see us just being so confident on the ball and just like knocking it about is I just love it. I was I was I watched that Coventry game after after the Swansea game, obviously, and like just watching it and just the I just had a smile on my face, you know, because just watching Cardiff be so comfortable on the football. But we've been like that all year. I think it was just because we'd had the result in the South Wales Derby. And it is a results game at the end of the day. Like we used to mock Swansea for playing lovely football but not getting the results. Like, you don't want to become that team. You need a bit of bite and a bit of fight, which I think Syopis, Wintel, they bring. But you also want to be a team which plays football the right way, ultimately. All of us like watching good football. And when it's your team playing the good football, it's even better. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very happy. How do I see the... Did I do a key man? Um, key man... Now Manchester United scored. Apparently, it's an absolute worldie from Bruno Fernandes. A little update for you guys. Um, so, how do I see the game playing out? I think, I think it's going to be quite open in terms of. I think it's going to be almost like end to end. Cardiff have got some defenders who are oh, there. You go, McGuinness. Um, spraying the ball around. He's so good on the ball, mate. I can't believe the difference in Mark McGuinness t 
so to even 12 months ago is that down to the manager's coaching and since he's come in is as mark mcginnis just got that much better like he's a young player so maybe i just i don't i've been so impressed with mark mcginnis this year to the point where if one of them ever gets at the moment if one of them gets dropped to play to play panzo it ain't gonna be mcginnis um if he, if he keeps pushing on, he'll be uh, in the island side before long. He's 22. Obviously started his career at Arsenal. Played 60 games for Cardiff now. He's um, been really, really impressed by him this year. And um, I think he's one that we should definitely keep an eye on. Do you know... Um, I would think it's going to be pretty end-to-end -end in terms of, I think, not necessarily end-to-end, -end, chance after chance after chance, but I think it's going to be end-to-end. -end. You go, I go, and then position and breakdown. I think a lot of it will come down to when Cardiff have the ball, if we can maintain the high level of passing that we've shown in the since the start of the season got to keep the ball well when we create chances because um cardiff city will create chances at sunderland tomorrow what we need to do is we need to take them in case we only get one or two so it's really really important that cardiff take their chances for for Cardiff, i said the key man for um for Sunderland was obviously uh, Jack Clark and, and and Bellingham. My key man for Cardiff is um, like so. People would think, oh, is Aaron Ramsey in it? It's obvious. Like, but actually, I think the key man for Cardiff, how whether Cardiff win, lose, or draw, will actually be um, Wintle. Um, Obviously, Syopis is vital to the way Cardiff play, but if um, if Wintle has, a, if Wintle plays as well as he's played in the last couple of games, then I believe that Cardiff City will have a very good chance of winning, because you have Ramsey. We know what he can do. We know he's been outstanding. You have Syopis has changed fundamentally transcended the way Cardiff City have uh, have played football this year. But Syopis has also transformed the way that Ryan Wintle plays football. And um, I absolutely think that Wintle could be a real big player tomorrow because those central areas are so important for Cardiff, Cardiff tomorrow because that's where all of... Um, all of Sunderland's best play starts in the middle. And Anwick is a good shout as well. Anwick really um, is vital to Cardiff tomorrow. We need him to be that guy. We need him to be what he's been all season. He's made some f such good, amazing saves. Um, but I know it's not it's not even the saves or the the way he's used the ball, which is everyone loves at the moment. Is keepers who can pass. It's the it's the way he dominates his box. He's quick off his line. It's the way he like 
takes the pressure off his defence with his crosses and his coming out to collect crosses and, and talks to him all the time. Uh, Reese says, I uh, don't like to say it, but Rawls has become an impact sub for me, if I'm honest. If we can sign another passing midfielder in January, I think Rawls' time at the club is done. Well, there's two things I'd say to that, mate. Number one, football's a squad game these days. Like, you need 16 players that you can absolutely trust. You need 16 players that you can put into your side and it won't affect how your team plays. You have to have that. So there's nothing wrong with being a sub or being part of the squad, being part of the 16. Um, number two, I would say Joe Walls has been ex excellent this season when he's been called upon. Um, I think Siopis has helped him so drastically. The only reason Joe Rawls doesn't start for me tomorrow is because I think Wintle and Siopis give the defence a bit more protection away from home. And also, there's no way you can drop either one of them because they've both been so good. But also, Joe Rawls doesn't really deserve to be dropped. Like That's why I think... Ruben Corwell didn't come in direct for Ramsey against Coventry because I think that Joe Rawls didn't deserve to be dropped. But the other two would just become good. And I think he decided to change the system slightly and go and give Rawls his place back in the team. Like, I think I understand that. And obviously the experience side of it. Um, Matthew says, being a Newcastle lad, Alnick will be well up for it. Hope we haven't cursed him. Yeah, he'll be bang up for it. Um, Reece says, I think um, Evo Adams, uh, Rina Moto, uh, Rina Mota, uh, both better box to box and ball winning midfielders. And I would say, I would think if Sawyers could play the role, Rawls wouldn't be on the bench. He stood out for so many years. Uh, mate, I wouldn't put. I think the role Joe Rawls plays is important. You need midfielders who can pass at a high level. I agree with you. He's probably not a starter. Ebo Adams is a defensive midfielder, mate. I think. I think he's got a lot to prove. I think he's a good player, someone who can sit in front of the defense if you want to keep it tight. He can also play defensively. I don't think he's got enough about him, from what I've seen to be a deep line playmaker, to push on, stuff like that. I don't think he's quite got what Joe Rawls has got in that aspect. And look, as you know, mate, I've been quite critical of Joe Rawls in that. Like, what is he? Is he a defensive midfielder? Is he box-to-box? -box? Is he a create deep line creative player? Like, I didn't quite know what he was. But one thing you can not doubt is that he cares. He's good at football. He's good vision, good passer. And having Syopis next to him has really changed how he looks. He looks way better than he's looked. The, what game is it? The last game before the international break, I think it was. Um, Rawls looked like the Joe Rawls of about five years ago. And I think a lot of that goes to Syopis. I think, look, I don't disagree with you, mate. 
I think there's if we can get the right midfielder in, I think it's worth it. I think, like for me, if Cardiff could sign Kiefer Moore, a really good combative, creative midfielder, and probably a left back, they would be my three sign-ins now. And then have a look in the summer then after that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Matthew says, uh, as a manager, si, if you had to pick the team, who would the first name on your team sheet be as it stands with the squad as it is? So, um, Matthew says, Siopis would be for him. Yeah, I think that Ramsey's obviously the Aaron Ramsey's the first name on the team sheet. Outside of that, Siopis, McGuinness. Oh, Jaden, don't, mate. It depresses me every time I think about it. Uh, Jaden says we should have signed uh, Tunisabi. Yeah, we absolutely should have signed Tunisabi. It was on a free ball playing defender who can play in midfield. And where's he gone? Ipswich Town. Oh, it makes me sick. We were in talks with him at one point in the summer. We, I think we, from what I understand, is we were in talks with him. And then we moved on, like we kind of went away and then came, went back. Didn't put him as a, didn't make him feel like he was a priority. And uh, yeah, I think Joe, yeah, Joe Wilson hasn't got the legs he once had, but it is what it is. Age catches up with us all, my friends. So unfortunately, we just have to deal with it. But um, I think he's still a good squad player, and he's certainly good when you need to, if you need to control games off the bench, just come in and be able to play. One problem I do think we've got is, um, and Matthew's alluded it today, if Syopis was to get injured or suspended, I think Cardiff could have a problem because we, uh, yeah, we have, we'd have a real problem because we've got no one. Like we're just going back to Wintle and Rawls then. And that's the one we that's the real weakness in that squad. Is that's the one position where one injury or suspension to one man and we're back to the midfield that we've struggled with for so long with no legs. So that's worrying to me. Which is why I say midfielder, defend left back and uh and just someone. Yeah, just someone. But there we go. Um, I think we yeah we miss Siopas more than anyone other player, any other player. Well, Jaden, you've kind of like really brought me down now thinking about Tunzebi. I really wanted us to sign him. I was also quite hopeful that we might get Hannibal on um, on loan, but he's playing for United tonight, so I think. It's very clear that Ten Hag likes him. He's a real good player, man. But, um, yeah, I think uh, in terms of tomorrow's game, my prediction will be 2-1 to Cardiff still, like it was yes, on Thursday. And uh, I do think I've got a feeling. I've got a, I've got a feeling in my bones. Like fancy Cardiff. Maybe I'm being 
a bit sort of, oh, you know, but I just, I fancy us. I just seen the Bruno Fernandes finish. Oof, what a volley that is. Great finish. Um, yeah, I, I fancy Cardiff tomorrow, you know. I take a point, absolutely. But I just fancy us to pinch three points. It'll be interesting how Sunderland try to navigate playing us. Like, will they treat us with respect and just kind of will they treat us with respect and change their system to a common like to stop some of our players like you know let's not forget it. that Swansea game was on Sky last week so these championship the analysts from the clubs they will have watched that they will have watched Tanner doing well they will have watched Syopis dominating the games going to be interesting um oh well, i'm going to answer that i was going to wrap up matt but i'm going to answer that for, for which a reason i'll tell you so matthew just said could joel colwell ruben colwell's brother be the next psyopis young lad with loads of talent much to learn from the players in the senior team even just watching their performances let alone training with them um so i can't tell you but um an ex Cardiff City player who I've had on the podcast told me that Joel Corwell is even better than his brother, more highly rated. Like he everyone at the club is super excited about Joel, and everyone at the club is super excited about Ruben. But Joel Corwell apparently is the real deal. So it'll be very interesting if um no it wasn't Derek. Um if uh if they can keep progress. You know, the problem is for these young players is playing. Once they get to 17, 18, they need to be playing adult football, they need to be playing competitive adult football. And the reserve with no reserve team league, you've only got the under twenty ones. And I think that's why we see not just a Cardiff but around the country. That's why we see youngsters struggling to adapt when they come into first team squads. They don't play enough with adults. They don't play enough against men. Um, we got to get the reserve league back, like the old Pontins League and stuff. We used to talk about it a lot with Andy, but like we need reserve leagues. Reserve. They need to like make like a a combination of the old style Pontins leagues mixed with the 21s, even if you make it. So you have to have a minimum of seven under 21s in the starting lineup or in the squad or whatever. So it's predominantly about bringing young players through, but then you can also have, you know, players coming back from injuries, stuff like that. It's, it's a difficult one, mate, but, um, Joel Corwell is very highly rated. And um, I admit, I urge you to. Um, oh, yeah. Dan Purse is like doing a tremendous job with the boys. And um, look, I urge you to go and watch the 21s play and watch the kids coming through because there's some really, really good players down there at the moment. And. Um, 
it's always nice to know them before they come in and, and know what they're good at. Joel Corwell's an interesting one. I think he's too young now. He's um, He needs to bulk up like his brother did. I think that's been a big part of what Ruben Corwell's done this year, is he's bulked up a little bit. He doesn't look like a skinny kid anymore. Ruben Corwell looks like an athlete. And, you know, Joel Joel's young. And you've got to give these guys time to grow out. Like, let them grow into their bodies. Look, um, look Cardiff City 2, Sunderland 1 is my prediction. But it's going to be a very hard game. I would take it. If you could give me a point now, I'd take it. Continue the unbeaten run. And keep going. Because we've got some winnable games coming up. But championship's a weird one. Plymouth beat Norwich 6-2 today. Like, the championship is a weird one. Anyone can beat anyone. We know this. Yeah. Um, guys, enjoy the game. And uh, I've said I, I've said this privately to a few, but I'm going to say it again. If we get at least uh, five new members between now and the end of next week so like by the end of september basically if we get five new members on the patreon i will add max match reactions so like where we do doing the previews i'll do a post match version as well of the for the games but i'm uh, to do that it's more content more time etc need to bulk up those patreon members so if you know anyone who's not a member yet and they you think they'd enjoy it and you think they'll be up for it get them involved one five extra members by the end of september and we'll add post-match reactions to the roster until then take it easy my friends have a good evening jobless sports social podcast network